Back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Thursday, January 9th. Joining us in studio this morning, the Reverend Craig Mueller, Director of LCMS Ministry to the Armed Forces, Chaplain Mueller. Thanks so much for being in the studio with us this morning. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a joy to be here. The, uh, the current situation um, happening uh, in the Middle East certainly leaves some of us um, uneasy, uh, knowing that, that there is unrest happening there and raises many questions, I'm sure, for, for many families, especially those who have loved ones serving in the military. Um, and, and so I'm sure that that raises lots of questions and concerns. And um, how can we, raising that question, what can we do? How can we pray for our troops? How can we support their families? So uh, first of all, what are some of the things that, that uh, you think our troops may be facing, whether it's our chaplains or, or any when serving in the military at this time? Sure, thank you, Andy. It's a good question because, you know, obviously we're always having somebody forward deployed in harm's way, but this situation obviously kind of ratcheted up a little bit to where we had to quickly mobilize several units. I think it's 82nd, 82nd Airborne and a couple of other special operation folks that are trained for this kind of mission. And in fact, one of our chaplains called me up and said he's got to be on the tarmac in 24 hours, you know, right after the we heard about the news, and so he canceled our training event that we were going to have, and his wife was going to go. So I think for prayers for this situation is just the quick mobilization. Um, I mean, they're always kind of prepared for it because they know this is what they do, but it's still not easy, especially uh, you know with those with families, and, and all of a sudden you're gone. You don't have a lot of time to prepare to, to say those goodbyes. You know, if the kids are in school, it's, you know, got, okay, too bad, I'll, I'll see you later. We're not sure when the end of this uh, deployment will be. You know, we pray, pray that it'll be a short one for the uh, extra units that went. You know, obviously the forward deployed will stay there. So I think the prayers for just um, calm, um, peace, and you know, knowing that uh, God goes with them. And even though it was a quick mobilization, God is still with the families back home as they kind of work to put the pieces back together that, okay, now uh, dad or mom is gone and we're going to figure this out. And then uh, for him and for her, of course, who is deploying, um, you know, just peace of being able to focus on their mission mm -hmm. as well as knowing that their family is taken care of. Yeah, I, that's such a, it, it did happen very quickly. Um, and for those of us who aren't in the military, um, and we, we may not understand uh, what, what that would be like for a family who, who may know that, that something like this may happen uh, at some point. But um, just uh, being able to understand what, what that is like for a family to go through, who, uh, 24 hours notice is, I mean, that, that is, I, I can't even like understand or uh, get that through my head what that would be like. For a family, how can um, how can civilian families um, support or or be be there for the families who are going through these things right now? Well, I think the important thing is even in your own inner circle of your church or your community, if you know of uh, folks who are impacted by that, to reach out to them. I mean, they're still you know part of your school, your your church, your other organizations in your community. So if you know of a unit or somebody who got deployed. Um, that's right there, you know, make, give them a phone call, you know, stop by to see if there's anything you can do for them. Do they need uh, help grocery shopping or watch the kids while they get things together? Just the basic mercy things of taking mm -hmm. care of your neighbor is huge because sometimes people think, oh, you know, this is, you're used to it. This is what you signed up for. In fact, the phrase that we often hear is, uh, you know, uh, embrace the suck. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> this is going to suck, but you just got to embrace it and go on. My wife and I were just joking about that this morning. I had a, a Marine who was fixing our commode. It's a small world. He just got out of the Marine Corps. I, my last 10 years were with the Marines. And it turns out that we did have a connection. You know, he, he was a machine gunner in uh, with the infantry when I was uh, also serving. So it's a kind of bond. And you just kind of, mm-hmm. when this happens, it actually impacts them, too. So as vets were talking about, oh, yeah, when we had, you know, this is what's going to go on. How can we help? You know, it's still kind of that brotherhood of uh, things to do. But I think the big thing is just being aware of it by, mm-hmm. like, having this on the KFUO, a great radio station, to show that, hey, we're thinking about you. We're praying for you. We're caring for you. And if there's anything we can do, you know, reach out to them and be aware of it. And then if you are in an area where you don't know of anybody who's deployed, it's certainly not a bad idea. Even if you want to reach out to us at Ministry of the Armed Forces, we have nine chaplains deployed. And we can uh, get them uh, in touch with you or we can get them materials, whether it's uh, religious support materials or just a care package to let them know that we're thinking of you. You know, those kinds of things do matter. I think it's uh, when the troops get that kind of stuff and the chaplain shows up with his backpack and pulls out a bunch of beef jerky and notes from home, <laughs> yeah. and letters mm-hmm. from kids from schools, say, hey, we think of you, and they draw all this artwork. It just kind of cool to see the smiles on their faces so i think that's what we can do here but i think the big thing is really what you're just doing now is just being aware of it because i think even before this event you know we had a lot of people forward deployed and we even had casualties as you probably saw in the news it's just not a a big item so sometimes they feel forgotten you know they're doing their mission they're doing what they're called to do and they do it uh willingly and selflessly, but it's kind of nice now to know that America is behind them, that they're doing their duties, and, and we're here for them. So supporting those who are, are deployed, also supporting the families who are, who are here, uh, in a sense, left behind, whether it's uh, husbands and wives left behind or, or even parents of, uh, you know, I have uh, two nephews who serve in the military. I, I, Absolutely, I, yeah. I don't know, you know what the, the situation is in either one of those, but for the parents of those young men and women who are serving the military who may be deployed as well, I'm sure that that's, that leaves an uneasiness, but they also recognize that this is a vocation to which their 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 son or daughter is given and and supporting them in that uh, can be certainly challenging so when you see them see those families uh, at, at church on Sunday or whenever uh, to be to be prepared to to offer a, a listening ear and, absolutely and, and to be supportive and I appreciate what you said Andy because in fact in operation Barros, we even changed the terminology from veterans and families or military personnel to military connected people mm-hmm. because there are grandparents mm-hmm. there are aunts and uncles um, who are intimately connected to their service member you know it's not just the husband and wife or girlfriend boyfriend but there are you know, it impacts the whole family dynamic. So in the community as well, you know, small rural towns or, or it doesn't have to be that any high schools. So there's always that community there. So I appreciate you mentioning that. So yeah, any military connected people, you know, it's okay to talk about it, you know, talk about it at the grocery store, talk about it at your coffee hour, <laughs> <laughs> you know, could, and there might yeah. be running and said, Oh, I got a son. I got a nephew over there who needs help, you know? So, or just would, Hey, could you pray for them? You know, they just got deployed or they're not sure if they're going to go or not. So I think that's important. Other than, than the things we've already mentioned, what, what do you anticipate the needs are of, of these families um, in, in the next few weeks or months down the line? I think just uh, trying to find, um, well, the first big part was over, mm-hmm. you, know, when the, you know, making sure there was no casualties, which yeah. we got the good news about that. And so now the, the next part is, okay, when will they come back? And then how do we 
function until they do. Uh, usually in a pre-deployment brief, you have five, six, seven, eight months that you know you're going to go. So you have all that time to get everything in order, you know, anything that seems kind of morbid, but you got to have your will up to date. You have to, all that stuff because mm-hmm. anything could happen. So I think what we can do for right now for the next few days for those families, again, is just uh, embrace them and let them know, hey, is there anything I could do for you to help you go do those errands that you need to do? Mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, chaplains being deployed. What What is the role of chaplains in a situation like this that, that is a bit fluid and, and with things happening so quickly? Sure. I, I'll just use the example of one of our chaplains who just got uh, mobilized or his unit went and so he went with them so basically he's just part of their team so it's usually 1500 to a thousand of the troops that they were are responsible for for their religious program so basically they will do prayers they probably did a prayer before they all got on the airplane they'll do a prayer before they you know when they arrive whenever they get a group huddle Um, a lot of the guys will come up to them and just talk about hey I didn't get a chance to do this and so sometimes there is some social work if you will that the chaplain will call back home and say hey private Schmuckatelli uh, wasn't able to get his wife her new ID card mm-hmm. before he left. Can you guys help take care of that? You know, stuff like that. It's if the sky's the limit on issues because mm-hmm. we're talking 18 to 25 year olds that are, mm-hmm. you know, just getting involved with their life anyway. And so the chaplain there is really, we even call him a combat multiplier, not in a, a negative way, but a positive way to help them stay in the fight, help them spiritually, most importantly, spiritually fit. And that's where our chaplains, of course, can pay big dividends because of their law gospel uh, training. In, in counseling and in preaching and in uh, even in their prayers to have a good prayer you'd be surprised how that's not always easy either you know in every situation to have somebody who's got a calming spirit who can do a prayer you know before they go on patrol or before or after if someone's hurt you know so those kind of things so the chaplains really are with them every step of the way they're eating the same dirt they're eating they're in the same lines you know getting through the process of getting out you know getting deployed the only thing is, is they don't carry a weapon so they have the word of God, the sword of the spirit, and, and that's all they need. But they're there for the troops, and the troops love them. They want them there with them. So that's very important. Uh, we, and we've been sharing your announcement, the, the need for mm-hmm. more chaplains. I, I assume the need is still there for more LCMS chaplains? Oh, absolutely, Andy. In fact, I got three more calls probably in the last four weeks of uh, Lutheran families who are stationed all over the place and who haven't been able to have communion in seven months mm-hmm. because they can't find a, wow. a Missouri Senate or anybody we're even in fellowship with. Somebody in Brussels and then in, in uh, Germany, we don't have, we now we have, we're, so we're working with Op- Office of International Mission to try to find Lutheran pastors, English speaking, that can help out these folks. But the bottom line is we're just short. We, we need uh, pastors to serve as chaplains to, to meet that spiritual need of word and sacraments, not only to our members who are serving in the military who hunger for for the sacrament but also as a great witness and opportunity to share the gospel to to all those in the military so for that pastor listening right now or if you're sharing this with a pastor uh how do they reach out to you how do they make that first step first step is just email me at lcmschaps at lcms.org or you can even text me at 571-234-0073. I put that on our video that we did for the convention, too. I'm not ashamed, afraid. We need pastors badly. So I'll take your call anytime if you're interested in this vital and important and exciting ministry.
Yeah, I mean, yeah. think of where all you get to serve as well. Thank you so much, Chaplain Mueller, for being our guest here on the Coffee Hour. Thank you for the insights and and providing some uh, some wisdom as we as we look at the days ahead and how we can pray for our military and how we can support those families that are still here, the military connected, mm-hmm. uh, still here at home. Thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere.